Welcome to God's Word for Life Lesson Companion Podcast, brought to you by Word of Flame Curriculum and the Pentecostal Publishing House. This podcast encourages adult disciples to think deeply about God's Word, further develop their personal relationship with Jesus Christ, and make a greater commitment to the purpose and plan of God for their lives. Let's dive into today's lesson and explore what it means to live out God's Word in our lives. Hello, everyone, and welcome to God's Word for Life, episode number seven. This is a lesson companion podcast, so for those of you who are Word of Flame curriculum customers, we invite you to grab your summer 2020 lesson manual or student workbook and turn to lesson number one, intended for June 7th, 2020, and the lesson entitled, God Will Supply. For those of you who are not Word of Flame curriculum customers, we invite you just to grab your Bible and let's dive into God's Word together. Well, before we jump into the text for today and look at that, I just want to share with you uh, Marcus and Renee Brainos. They were on their first missionary deputation, traveling and raising support for their missionary budget, and they were headed to France. But while they traveled on deputation, they had planned to spend part of the winter in Canada. It was going to be very cold, and they had done what they could to make sure their three kids had uh, warm clothing and were fine. But Marcus only had an older coat, and Renee really didn't have anything warm enough for the trip. Uh, The kids were taken care of, so they decided that they would just manage until uh, they could find, and specifically Renee could find something without straining their budget. And one Sunday, after they had ministered at a church in Arkansas, the pastor's wife came up to Renee and gave her a package that a lady in the church had brought. That morning, as this lady was leaving for church, the Lord spoke to her about a very warm Italian leather coat she had in her closet. The Lord spoke to her and said, That coat belongs to the wife of the missionary couple who will be at church today. Take it to her. When Renee was given the package, opened it up and saw the coat, she was shocked. And then she became a little nervous that it it wouldn't fit. But then she immediately thought, you know, if God sent this to me, then why would it not fit? And not only did it fit, but when she reached her hands inside the pockets, there were some very warm gloves there also. The lady who had given this to her had started to remove the gloves that morning also, but felt instructed to leave them there as well. If you look at this story, God knows our every need. He's faithful to provide. And sometimes he asks us to go into situations that require things we don't have. But he knows those needs before we do and already has a plan. Let's look today in 1 Kings chapter 17. And we're going to begin reading at verse 1. Open your Bibles. Let's turn there and read together. Well, as we turn to 1 Kings chapter 17, just want to focus on this lesson today entitled God Will Supply, and the thought for today is that God does take care of his people. 1 Kings chapter 17, begin reading at verse 1, says, And Elijah the Tishbite, who was of the inhabitants of Gilead, said unto Ahab, As the Lord God of Israel liveth, before whom I stand, there shall not be dew nor rain these years, but according to my word. And the word of the Lord came unto him, saying, Get thee hence, and turn thee eastward, and hide thyself by the brook Cherith, that is before Jordan. And it shall be that thou shalt drink of the brook, 
and I have commanded the ravens to feed thee there. Verse number eight. And the word of the Lord came unto him, saying, Arise, get thee to Zarephath, which belongeth to Zidon, and dwell there. Behold, I have commanded a widow woman there to sustain thee. So he arose and went to Zarephath, and when he came to the gate of the city, behold, the widow woman was there gathering of sticks. And he called to her and said, Fetch me, I pray thee, a little water and a vessel that I may drink. And as she was going to fetch it, he called to her and said, Bring me, I pray thee, a morsel of bread in thine hand. And she said, As the Lord thy God liveth, I have not a cake, but a handful of meal in a barrel, and a little oil in a cruise. And behold, I am gathering two sticks, that I may go in and dress it for me and my son, that we may eat it and die. And Elijah said unto her, Fear not, go and do as thou hast said, but make me thereof a little cake first, and bring it unto me, and after make for thee and for thy son. For thus saith the Lord God of Israel, The barrel of meal shall not waste, neither shall the cruse of oil fail, until the day that the Lord sendeth rain upon the earth. And she went and did according to the saying of Elijah, and she and he and her house did eat many days. And the barrel of meal wasted not, neither did the cruse of oil fail, according to the word of the Lord which he spake by Elijah. This is an incredible story of faith, really on both ends, of God showing Elijah how to have faith in him taking care of Elijah, and then also Elijah being a voice of faith into this widow's life, showing her that God will also take care of her. The setting of this story right there at the end of chapter 16 of 1 Kings, we read chapter 17 here, the first few verses, but at the end of 16, Ahab has become king of Israel, and there's something very interesting said about him in 1 Kings chapter 16 and verse 33, something you do not want said about you. This is what the Bible says about Ahab in 1 Kings 16 verse 33, and Ahab did more to provoke the Lord to anger than all the kings before him. Ahab was such a wicked king that the Bible points out he did worse than every other king before him. He provoked God to anger more than every other king before him. He did evil more than every other king before. This king Ahab was a evil individual. And it's before him that Elijah stood in the first part of 1 Kings 17. And Elijah looked at Ahab and said, it's not going to rain anymore in Israel until I say so. Elijah stood up, did what God had asked him to do, stood for righteousness, but made some very difficult statements to this evil king. But the Bible says that the moment that Elijah did that, God gave Elijah direction. In verse 3 of 1 Kings chapter 17, God told Elijah, Get thee hence, and turn thee eastward, and hide thyself by the brook Cherith, that is before Jordan. And it shall be that thou shalt drink of the brook, and I have commanded the ravens to feed thee there. God will take care of us if we will stand for him and the truth of his word.
Elijah did a very difficult thing. He stood face to face to an evil king, a king that had been more evil, had provoked God to anger more than any of the other kings before him. But because Elijah stood for righteousness and said what he was supposed to say, God protected him. God told him to go hide yourself here. God gave him a specific place. God promised Elijah he would protect him and provide for him and supply for him. We can trust God to hide us and keep us and protect us. Let me ask you a question in reflecting on these few verses here today. Do you stand for righteousness even when it's not popular? Do you stand for the right thing even when other people around you don't understand it and may not even agree with you? We live in some difficult times even right now. And God is needing people to stand for the right thing, no matter what others think is right. God determines what's right. God determines what's truth. And we need to stand just as Elijah did in the very face of evil. And Elijah declared the word of the Lord and stood for righteousness. And God honored Elijah for standing for righteousness and gave him a plan whereby he would protect Elijah as he stood for righteousness. Elijah, go to the brook. I'm going to hide you there. You can drink from the water there. And I've even commanded the ravens. They're going to bring you food and feed you. I'm going to take care of who stands for righteousness. So do you stand for righteousness even when it's not popular? Second thing I want us to look at in 1 Kings 17, beginning at verse 8. Let me read verses 8 and 9 again before I make some comments. 1 Kings 17, verse 8. And the word of the Lord came unto him, came unto Elijah, saying, Arise, get thee to Zarephath, which belongeth to Zidon, and dwell there. Behold, I have commanded a widow woman there to sustain you. I find it very interesting that God had placed someone in Elijah's path to take care of him. Not only had he hidden him by a brook of water and had brought ravens, commanded ravens to feed him, but there came a point where he needed Elijah to get up and move on, and God said, go to Zarephath. I've got somebody there that's going to take care of you. God uses people to take care of people. Yes, God can command ravens to come feed when someone's hungry. But this is really more of the way if you look around Scripture and you look through Scripture, this is usually how God does things. God uses people to take care of people. In light of that, let me ask you, is there someone who's been a blessing to you? Can you think back in your life, someone that's provided for you and blessed you, someone who's been the hands of Jesus to you? Is there someone who's been a blessing to you? Because God uses people to take care of people. If there's someone that you haven't thanked in a while, that they've been a blessing to you, they've ministered to you. Maybe it's important this week, I'm going to talk about that in a moment, but maybe it's important this week to reach out and just tell them thank you. Thank you. For, thank them for being a blessing to you. The last thing I want us to look at, 1 Kings chapter 17. Let's look at verses 10 through 16 
and then we'll talk about it together. Verse 10, so Elijah arose and went to Zarephath. And when he came to the gate of the city, behold, the widow woman was there gathering of sticks. And he called to her and said, fetch me, I pray thee, a little water and a vessel that I may drink. So I paraphrase the rest of this. Basically, she, he asked her for a drink. And as she was going to get him a drink, she said, would you bring me some bread also? And that seemed to just just take the life out of this little woman who was struggling. She turned around and looked at this prophet and said, I'll get you the water, but I don't have any bread to share. I've just got a little bit of meal left and a little oil and a cruise. I was gathering these two sticks to take back to my house. and I was going to make a little fire. I was going to make one last little morsel of bread. My son and I were going to eat it. And then because of the famine, there was nothing else for us. We were just going to die. But Elijah looked at her, and out of faith, because of something he had already learned, he challenged her. He said, go make it. Give me a piece first, and then I want you to feed you and your son. Because hear me today, the cruise of oil will not run dry, and the meal will not be empty. God's going to take care of you. And I don't know if the woman responded anything else. We don't see that in Scripture. All we see is she turned around, and she walked away in faith, and she made a morsel. Of, she made some bread, and she gave the prophet some bread. But the Bible says that from that day until rain came again and the drought ended and the famine ended, that woman and her household had meal to fix bread, had oil in her crews, and she was taken care of because God promised through the prophet that he would do it. God needs us to be a voice of faith to others. God desires that we would be a voice of faith to others. Who is someone you could encourage and speak faith to this week? Just as others have been a blessing to you, and just if others have prayed for you and spoken faith to you, God desires for you to be a voice of faith to somebody else. The Lord worked a miracle by the hand of Elijah. God sent Elijah so the woman and he could encourage each other. God uses people to minister to people. We need one another. We need our brothers and sisters. We need, we need everyone. We need no matter what color their skin, no matter what race, no matter what nationality, no matter where they're from, we are the family of God, and God has called us to be his hands and feet to one another. He asks people to minister and care for people. Here's a couple call to actions for this week. Number one, choose to walk in righteousness this week, even if it's not popular. And when I say walk in righteousness, I don't mean walk in self-righteousness. Not, not doing it to try to prove others wrong. But no, in humility, shining the light of God's love to others. Someone who truly walks in righteousness doesn't put down other people. We don't even see Elijah standing before Ahab and saying, Ahab, you are a wicked, evil man. You are worthless, 
and it's not going to rain here until I say it rains. We don't see him say that. He just stood and declared the word of God. He did exactly what God asked him to do. He didn't tear down Ahab. Ahab might have deserved it. But Elijah was a man of righteousness, and he just preached what God told him to preach and did what God told him to do, and God protected him. So choose to walk in righteousness this week, even if it's not popular. The second thing we can do this week to apply these scriptures to our lives is be a blessing to somebody this week. Is there somebody you could serve? Is there somebody that could use a hand? Is there somebody that could use some encouragement? Be a blessing to somebody this week. And the third thing, be an encouragement to somebody this week. Speak faith into their life. Share with them how God has supplied for you. How has God supplied for you in your past? How has God supplied for you recently? Share that with somebody. Somebody needs to hear that God is at work. Somebody needs you to be the hands and feet of Jesus to them this week. Lord Jesus, we are so grateful because you have proven to us time and time again that you supply our every needs according to your riches in glory. We're grateful that you have supplied our needs. I pray, God, that you would use us to minister to others. You would use us to be an encouragement to others, that you would help us to walk in righteousness this week, that you would help us not to walk in self-righteousness, not, not to try to prove we are right and somebody else is wrong, but no, to walk in true righteousness, to speak what is right, to live what is right, to live in humility, and to live in such a way that we can share and show the love of Jesus through our actions, through our words, and just through our everyday life. Help us to be an encouragement to somebody this week. Help us to be a blessing to somebody this week. Let your spirit and your power flow through us. Thank you once again that we walk through each day knowing you will supply and take care of each one of us. Bless each one today. Let your hand rest upon us. In the name of Jesus, amen. Thank you for listening to God's Word for Life Lesson Companion Podcast, where together we explore what it means to live out God's Word in our lives. If you haven't yet, make sure to subscribe to this podcast. And if you are looking for other Bible study tools and resources to encourage you in your walk with God, visit us today at pentecostalpublishing.com.